0: Incident of voter fraud. Okay, yeah, I, I saw what I believe is a voter fraud situation. Okay, please describe it for me. Um, So I saw a man. Uh, he walked into this, this building uh, and he was wearing uh, black. He had a uh, black hat, black mask, a striped shirt, and a, a red tie. And um, I believe there were hamburgers in his bag. And he was saying, rubble, Robble, as he was exiting the building, like a burglar. You know, I think he I think he's probably Antifa. Can I speak to Rudy Giuliani? Uh yeah, I'd like to report an incident of voter fraud.
1: Uh yes, sir. Yeah, so I um I committed some voter fraud. I'm very proud of it, and I'd like to tell Mr. Rudy Giuliani about it.
0: Great. Um awesome. My name is Stan Pines, P I N E
1: E S you got that down
0: yeah so you know i i went in there and uh i had a big old sack and i just started just taking ballots out of the box and
1: i you know i i didn't even i didn't even try to hide it i waved to the crowd i blew them kisses and uh you know i think i'm kind of a local hero and i'd uh, i'd like rudy to give me a medal
0: or something she hung up on me that's brilliant Hey, it's episode thirty something or other of Aaron and Patricia. My name is Aaron. My name is Patricia, and uh, it's
1: episode
0: thirty-six. By the way, it's episode thirty-six on the fifteenth of November of twenty twenty. Well, at least I got one thing right. So, um, oh. yeah. <laughs> so um, those were some of the crazy prank calls that have been given to the Trump fraud voter hotline. And by the way, um, it has now got to the insane point that they've now closed down the hotline.
1: Yes, they did. Because people were just constantly making a whole bunch of jokes and prank calls that they were like, yeah, we're just done at this point.
0: And also, it's just, it's all coming to a close, isn't it? Like, uh, we knew after he was going to go over the election. And uh, now he's actually been officially confirmed now that Donald Trump has officially lost the election and uh, Joe Biden is going to be presidential elected. It's official now. Like, uh, it's, uh, there's there's no way around it. And so um, he's now going down all the legal routes and they're basically, he's throwing loads of lawsuits around and they're all getting thrown out left, right, and center. And uh, not just by, uh, you know, Democrat judges, but by hardcore Republican judges as well. So, like, uh, yeah, no one's buying this. Uh, the of course so,
1: not. I mean, they've already stated that this um, election has been the tightest election in terms of voter fraud in the history of our country. So they were double-checking, triple-checking everything to make sure that there was little to no fraud. And sure, there have been a few hundred of them, of, of people reporting in who have been long since dead, but that's been few and far between.
0: And also, the, they've been Trump supporters as well, who've actually been doing it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, to the, for the most part, I mean, there is no voter fraud. There is no conspiracy. Joe Biden has won the election, and we'll be discussing about this a little bit more.
0: Also, coming up on the show, uh, Trump has fired uh, Mark Esper. We'll tell you about that as well. Also, there's going to be some cybersecurity uh, stuff that we're going to be talking about, too. Uh, Nicola Sturgeon might be opening a, uh, a probe into finances in Scotland for a particular uh, soon-to-be-gone president. We'll tell you about that as well. I think you all know who that is. Um, also, there is the million, was well, quote-unquote, million MAGA march, we'll tell you all about that too also uh, biden's uh, COVID 19 advisor states that uh, we could be they could be going into a lockdown uh, for a number of weeks we'll tell you about that too also on the show uh, a tribute to ken spears also a uh, trailer has been re- been released for the fresh prince of bel-air reboot uh darwin duck is uh, going to be announced for disney plus uh, jim henson company is going to be bringing back uh, another property uh, john h Ch- john m Chu is going to be directing a live action movie uh, for disney why i have no idea but we'll tell you about it anyway and also we that Nintendo Switch news as well. You are listening to Aaron and Patricia on the 15th of November of 2020. So, Patricia, before we get into all of that, do you want to tell everybody what's going on on the Old School Lane podcast?
1: Yes, so I had just completed my video on Wienerville, which I did t- discuss about last week, where I was going to go into, okay, I'm writing this uh, special... A review about the Wienerville Election Day special, the very last episode of Wienerville that was ever released, which was premiered on uh, February of 1996. And I just finished the review a few days ago. I We had just finished recording the newest episode of the Roll Doll retrospective on Tom and Jerry, Willy Wonka, and the Chocolate Factory. So that's going to be coming out. And also, I will be having, uh, you know, finally, uh, this week is the very last week of my uh, semester in school. So I'll be finally able to catch up with a lot of things that I have been so left behind on. I got episodes of casual chats that have been sitting in the back burner, episodes of old-school Lane interviews that have been sitting in the back burner, and at least one or two video scripts that I do need to finish, including finally, the third part of the history of Hey Arnold, the the, the pros and cons of the jungle movie, where we'll be talking about the aftermath. I think now has been enough time where we can sit down and talk about all the things that happened when the movie was coming out on DVD, when the movie was being distributed in multiple countries, all the talks about like, oh, um, does Netflix have the rights to Nickelodeon? And then they did, and then they have the the rights to CBS access, and then Hulu. And so, yeah, all of that mess will be covered. I just have been so busy school. And there's been so many news on Hey Arnold, uh, left and right, that I wanted to wait for the proper moment for preventing the video to becoming dated. So hopefully, you know, by the end of the year, all of that stuff will be caught up now that I do have some spare time because of school. So please, if you can check out the um, Wienerville election special from Washington, BC discussion slash review video, and uh, as well as the upcoming uh, podcast on uh, Tom and Jerry, Willy Wonka, and the Chocolate Factory. And once again, I want to reiterate, you know what I'm saying. I want to recap that we do have the polls up for you guys to vote on the best and worst Roald doll adaptations. Uh, please go check it out on uh, my social media. And when you're watching the newest episode of the Roald Doll retrospective, it's all there. Please, on a scale of 1 to 10, vote on what you think is the best and worst Roald doll adaptation.
0: Okay, so, um, also, just got to bear with me, guys, because, uh, you know, my I'm recovering from a uh, bad throat, so, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to be uh, maybe a little bit more quiet than I usually will be, but, uh, you know, we're going to try and get through this episode, and uh, we're going to try and get through it well, so, um, anyway, in regards to the election, I mean, I have no idea how many weeks we're going to be covering the election for, pretty much, because we seem to be getting new news uh, pretty much every week at this point and so i think we'll just get straight into it which is uh finally um we're done with this uh election now which is going to be that the results are now clear that uh, you know arizona is called um georgia is called pennsylvania is called it- it's done in regards to this so joe biden will be the next president of the united states come uh, january
1: yes it will and and you have to remember that a lot of these states were once red states or were voting for Trump and now they switch over to Biden. Like I think think it was either Arizona or Nevada hadn't voted Republican in almost 25 years. And uh, Pennsylvania and Georgia were so razor thin. Like Joe Biden was able to win it by like a few thousand votes. And so um, coming in with a, a voter count that has been quadrupled since what happened in 2016, That, yes, we are having Joe Biden as our 46th president. And we were even discussing about this last week, Aaron, that celebrations have been going nonstop for a lot of people. It's like they were breaking out champagne, they were dancing, there was music and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, Mm. yeah, and, you know, a lot of people have been excited about it, and then there is also a lot of people who were furious about
0: it. There is, but I think uh, I think I put a dampener on the celebrations. I think once uh, the w- once it starts to get gritty, I think uh, people are going to start uh, realizing how what uh, they're getting into with Joe Biden. I think, and so I think uh, I, th- I think people uh, might want to. Uh, yeah, obviously, there is um, a celebration to be had in the fact that, uh, well, mind you. Um, I'm so I'm kind of conflicted, really, when I say that because um, Donald Trump was the renegade. He was supposed to be the guy outside the establishment, and the last four years has been just so disappointing with this guy that he. I I still contend that Joe Biden didn't win this election. Donald Trump lost it by a lot, and he he, I mean, he threw the this thing, election I even away.
1: And I even mentioned this last week, um, that if it wasn't for this coronavirus pandemic, Donald Trump would have easily gotten a second term.
0: If Donald Trump had actually taken the coronavirus seriously to begin with, he would have taken a second term.
1: And if he didn't and if he would have kept his mouth shut on everything that he stated about like, you know, feeding the fire of all of these racist uh, people who said, oh, you know, we're going to go up against Antifa. We're going to go up against uh, minorities and all that kind of stuff. And also, um, you know, calling the military people who have fought, fought in the world, uh, the wars and died or got injured were losers and suckers and all that kind of stuff. It's like it put a massive damper on everything that a lot of people were looking forward to voting for trump it's like hey this is the guy that's going to save our business from shutting down this is the guy who's going to you know be for the poor people this is the guy who's going to help you know pick up the people of this recession and all that kind of stuff but no it's like not only was it a disappointment for a lot of people but you know we we started to see this great divide in our nation I mean we're you know the, 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 you know we, basically a lot of people are saying like democracy is dead and um, you know like uh, the the United of the United States no longer exists anymore because we're just so divided and you know people are even saying like you know because everybody just cannot get along with everything that's been going on I mean people are even saying that hey we might be a step closer to a coup d'etat or even a second civil war
0: well i mean we're not there yet i mean like in regards to like violence and things like that i mean i think there's going to be obviously some street skirmishes no one no one's gonna and we have seen them we'll talk about them later on in the show but uh, i mean in regards to where we are at the moment um, so um joe biden has won the election and uh, trump actually put out an interesting tweet today Uh, which are basically uh, admitting that... Well, I'm not too sure if we can call this a a concession or not, but... uh, Okay, so I've got the uh, tweet up in front of me now. He said, uh, We won because the election was rigged. No vote watches or observers allowed. Um, He... Uh, vote tabulated by the so-called radical left, privately owned company Dominican, Dominion. Whatever that's about. Uh, my, you know, Basically, he just he went on this stupid rant on his tweet, and uh, he obviously Twitter flagged it because obviously it's not true. So um, basically, um, I would say that you know it's a pretty shitty concession, but that sounds like a concession to me. I mean, he's pretty much admitting that uh, even though he says that the election was rigged, he won the election.
1: So. uh well, I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, it, it couldn't be a simple, well, I lost, congratulations to Joe Biden for being the 46th president. He was never
0: going to say that, babe. You know. I, I
1: know he was never going to say that, but you know what? Surprise me. Surprise me.
0: Well, he's not going to surprise us. He's not going he, to admit that he lost. And the way he's going to probably get out of it, and I was talking about this with a few other people as well, Is that I think he's going to exhaust every legal option and then he will be forced to basically call Joe Biden and, uh, you know, ask him basically make a deal with him to say, hey, you know, um, let me out of the White House. Don't charge me with anything or anything like that. I'll happily walk away and then you can go off and be president. You know, and uh, then uh, you know Donald Trump gets to go play golf and start his media company, or whatever he wants to do. And uh, unfortunately, the uh, the the double edged sword of that is is that uh, likelihood is uh, Joe Biden will use his connections to tell um, you know prosecutors and uh, people not to touch him. You know, so uh, he's so the likely like, likelihood is he's probably going to he's probably going to leave the White House, but he'll get off scot free.
1: Uh, you're trying to tell me that he would get diplomatic
0: immunity? No, no diplomatic immunity. Basically, I just think they'll work something behind the scenes to make sure. I don't know. They'll they'll do something behind the scenes to make sure that uh, you know Donald Trump can't get convicted of anything.
1: So. Well, that's pretty bad, considering of all the stuff that he's done.
0: I know, but uh, at the end of the day, I mean, how, it, what if he refuses to leave? Like uh, that, that's the that's the, that's the thing that's going to be probably. I, I I highly doubt Joe Biden's not thinking about that. So.
1: Well, he should, because, I mean, that's the kind of person that Donald Trump is, is that he's not going to leave without a fight.
0: I know. But I mean, this is one thing. Joe Biden will know that, I think. I think he's smart enough to know that uh, he what he's going to be dealing with. I mean, he obviously, you know, he consented with him during the debates, so he's got an idea of what he's, what he's into. But uh, in regards to Donald Trump leaving, I think one thing I think Joe Biden will probably do, he'll probably make a deal with him to convince him to walk out the door. And, I don't uh, know. I, th- I think that's it. I think that's what's going to happen. And then, you know, Trump will basically he'll he'll refuse to concede until like the day of inauguration, and uh, then he'll just announce that he's going to run in twenty twenty four because that's what he seems to be doing at the moment. But yeah, that's uh, what that's
1: what they're planning on. That the, you know, there's like, oh well, uh, we didn't get twenty twenty. Well, that's okay. Well, I'm going to try to run again in twenty twenty four, which is true. I mean, a president can run for two separate consecutive terms.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's just the way it's going to play out. And uh, if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But, you know, I, that's something I just want to pay up on some of it. Because uh, as some journalist, I have no idea, I've completely forgotten what his name is, but uh, he was calling out, uh, you know, other people like who had uh, called the election wrong, saying that Trump was going to win. And I'm just sitting there like, you know, how juvenile is that? Like, you know, like, uh, who, who cares at this point? You know, like, uh, I think everybody who said that Donald Trump was going to win the election, had every, including myself, had every right to, to predict that that possibly might happen. Given the the state of politics in this country at the moment.
1: Sure. And, you know, everybody has their opinion on, you know, what they believe is going to be the outcome of the election. I mean, we talked about it twice over the past few months that we talked about two people who had predicted that one presidential campaign, um, you know, uh, person was going to win based off of, you know, uh, how the country was and how the house representatives were. I mean, we talked about, you know, the person who claims that Donald Trump is going to win a second term. And then we've said, Oh, the person claims, um, that Joe Biden was going to win. And he's been correct with every prediction since 1984. So, you know, I mean, it, you know, people who are experts at this and they say, okay, I believe that this is going to be the case and why, I mean, it's, you know, it's a double-edged, you know, it's, um, it's a crapshoot. It's like, you know, you win or you don't. And if you win, great. If you don't, then move on. That's it. Yeah. It's over.
0: Okay, so um, a lot of people been asking, uh, how did Joe Biden win the presidency? And obviously, New York Times did like a, a massive uh, piece on this. I've got to be honest with you, though. Like, I read through it, and i was just kind of like, I mean, there's a simple explanation for this. Donald Trump was just shitty at what he was doing to get reelected, And Joe Biden basically had to do nothing. No, that's
1: why, and that's why in uh, in one of the episodes of uh, Aaron and Patricia, that's why we titled it "Joe Biden wins by doing absolutely nothing," nothing. and and you know that's it. I mean, that is. That is one of the reasons why Joe Biden won was because he didn't become uh, a blabbermouth and saying some of the most insulting, disgusting, repulsive things to humanity. Saying, uh, "I'm going to remove the travel ban for you know um, foreign students and foreign people who are trying to work. I'm going to you know put my you know various uh, Hispanics and other minorities into cages. I'm going to remove um, you know uh, privileges and rights for LGBT people. I'm going to do all of these things, and a lot of these things had gotten people to the point in which like they're very angry and they felt like they got no way to go with trump and and like i mentioned many times before that a lot of the people who are coming in who are voting are you know people who are voting for the very first time so people who are just turning 18 in 2020 are voting and they're gonna vote for biden because the school shootings and republicans do not take gun laws very seriously in fact they love guns and we know that um, you know, Trump and his, you know, he's really close friends with, um, you know, the Rifle Association. So we know that the students are not going to be happy with it. Also, the students are not going to be happy with the fact that Trump is saying Black Lives Matter is, you know, it's like Antifa and they're terrorists. And, you know, for the Hispanics as well. I mean, with the exception of the Hispanics that were in, you know, Florida, that were mostly Cubans, which which actually did go to Trump. But that's, a, that's another reason entirely. But, you know, also the fact that, um, you know, they're, you know, there's, they're Hispanic, um, you know, brethren were in cages and were treated horribly. were given, and women were giving mastectomies and, you know, over 500 children were reported missing and all that kind of stuff. It's like the younger kids are not going to vote for Trump. They're not going to probably go for any Republican because of how they were treated, how they were just disregarded. It's like, yeah, I mean, he Trump screwed himself big time with not only minorities, LGBT people, the younger people. Um, you know, he was mostly focusing on the elderly and the hardcore conservatives. And that's not enough for this country.
0: Yeah, and uh, on top of that as well, the fact that Joe Biden just, uh, even though he's had a pretty bad record himself in regards to race relations, in regards to uh, you know some of the other stuff, that uh, Donald Trump could easily have picked him up on, but he couldn't because he was Donald Trump. And uh, on top of that, he just, uh, he had nothing to say for the people on the Rust Belt, so obviously he lost the Rust Belt states, and uh, basically he the only thing he could do is to basically win Florida and win Texas. I think that's the only thing I can really give to him right now. Like, me. mind mean, you, Texas you know, shouldn't even you know, have been a... It shouldn't even really been a thing. Jo- Joe Biden shouldn't even have been a thing in the first place in regards to this. Trump really, let him I mean, in.
1: Here's the, here's the thing. I didn't want Joe Biden to be the main, ca- uh, you know, person for president. I, I, I preferred every other Democratic, um, you know, presidential campaign person. I preferred Andrew Yang. I preferred Pete Buttigieg. I preferred, you know, Bernie Sanders. I preferred Elizabeth Warren. I would have had any of those people there, but... Unfortunately, Joe Biden won by a landslide. None of those people came remotely close. Well, and, it wasn't really a you know,
0: landslide. It was three hundred and six votes. I mean, I mean like,
1: but still, no. I mean, I'm talking about like with when it comes to the other Democratic people, you know, like I mean, the primaries. You know,
0: all right, then that's fine. Yeah,
1: the primates. See, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I would have preferred any of those people. I mean, I don't really care for Joe Biden either. I would have preferred anybody else but him. But you know what? I I mean, I felt that, but the not people Trump. Needed
0: that's, that's the, that's the hey, problem. There you
1: go. That's it. That's the problem. And I told this story before about how Michael Moore was discussing about how, you know, the people love Trump and the people who are going to vote for Bo- Joe Biden is because they don't love Joe Biden is because they hate Trump. So we're voting it on hate as opposed to voting it for love.
0: Yeah, so it was. And, a, and, and, uh, I mean,
1: and I just feel disgusted by it.
0: Well, I mean, like, there's also just the fact that, uh, you know, they feel that like Joe Biden is more of a unifying figure than Trump is. And in a way, here he is. Now, some people might not like the fact that he does deals with, Rep- with Republicans, but uh, at the end of the day, um, that's more unifying than, I think, uh, whatever Donald Trump would have done with the Democrats.
1: So- yeah, like, it, would you have seen Donald Trump do. Uh, a proper, you know, event where both Republicans and Democrats can come together peacefully without any disagreements or anything of the sort.
0: The, the, this is his thing. He he knows how to basically bridge gaps in, uh, he he's been doing this for 50 years. So, I mean, like, it's it's not, it's second nature to him in regards to doing that. So, some people say that's pretty bad, because obviously it means that he's going to be making a lot of concessions to the Republicans in regards to a lot of things. But at the same time, I mean, that doesn't really matter in the eyes of the electorate, because the electorate wants somebody who is going to basically bridge gaps. And Donald Trump can't do that. He knows how to make people angry, and he knows how to tweet. That's basically his thing. And, and, uh, yeah. and, and lose money. And, lo- and lose money. But, uh, you know, so, um, you know, Donald Trump just went completely off message. His 2016 campaign was far, far better than his 2020 campaign. Far, far better. Than, uh, yeah, and, and we're
1: though. not going to take the coronavirus thing into into account because we know that it was pretty limited. I, I well, here's the thing: it,
0: like it was so easy for him to do the coronavirus thing. He basically just needed to go around and say, like, he had. I mean, if he didn't buy into the bullshit of like uh, saying, "Oh, well, I questioned about masks and uh, oh, it's just like the flu and things like that." If he actually of sat down and listened to other people, which I know he's not capable of doing because he lo- he loves he's so in love with his own voice. That uh, if he actually sat down and actually g- got to grips with this uh, virus, and he said, "Okay, well, let's just do what the scientists want us to do, and uh, let's just uh, see if we can w- revolve our economy around it." And I promise everybody, we're going to try. We'll, well, you know, we'll do warp speed, and we'll basically just do everything we can to uh, get vaccines in place and uh, get uh, you know people. You know, also we'll do more in regards to healthcare and things like that. If uh, he basically if he, if he went full on with that again, like uh, people will be very confident and say, "Oh, hey, well, you know, Donald Trump seems to want to take this seriously. And uh, you know he's he's doing this the best he can, you know, given the circumstances. You know, so like uh, he, he he the fact that he didn't do that, he si- he's he's he basically signed his own resignation. Yeah, pretty much doing that.
1: He only has his he only has himself to blame. If he would have taken the coronavirus thing seriously and actually believe in what Fauci was saying, as opposed to like, oh, um, you don't want to hear about the coronavirus news anymore. You don't have to worry about that. When I get the second term, I'm going to fire Fauci on you know the moment that I get back on the on the seat and all that kind of stuff. It's like Fauci's the only one who's been saying the most sense about everything that's been going on. And you want to fire him? What kind of sense does that make?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, and also, on top of that as well, he's been paying far too much attention to his, uh, the people who, like, he surrounds himself with yes-men and yes-women. You know, like, he, not only does he surround himself with people around the table, he basically fills a, a whole air, airport full of them. You know, he goes, you know, not, and not and challenging him anything wants, that he says.
1: And if nobody agrees with him, he'll fire them. And he'll find somebody else who will agree with him.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, um, he fired his defense uh, secretary recently.
1: Yep, and the reason why
0: was... There's a debate over this, actually, I lie. Um, Apparently, Mark Esper walked out first before Donald Trump, you know, announced that he terminated him on Twitter. Yeah,
1: Yeah. uh, apparently it was something to do with, like, uh, during the election, and, you know, he was claiming that, you know, there was, like, little to no um, issues with, like, the voting was rigged or anything like that, and, you know, I guess he didn't want to be messed up with it anymore knowing that, you know, Donald Trump lost, and he knew that he was going to be fired... Um, so, yeah. And then eventually Donald Trump fired him. So it's like, oh, well, if, um, you know, you have the, the election was rigged and he's and then Esper was like, no, it, it was fair and square. It's like you're fired.
0: hmm. So, um, apparently now there's new people at the Pentagon who are basically Trump loyalists at this point. Now, there's two takes of this. There's uh, the take that uh, this should be really worrying because he might be attempting a coup and then there's the other thing there's the other side of it that might be that uh, maybe he's just sick of the wars and he wants to bring people home and this will probably be his actually attempt you to know, uh, make a legacy for himself. I'm not too sure. I think it's,
1: th- I, I, from, from what a lot of people have been saying and what from a lot of the things that have been going on lately a lot of people are saying it's the former than the latter.
0: Well, let, let's see how this all plays out i mean here's the thing like uh, as far as i'm aware he's just arranging the deck chairs on the titanic you know the titanic is still going to fly into the iceberg and there's nothing really he can do about it save himself you know like but no
1: uh, i mean but at least he's going to go out without a, at least he's not go- going out without a fight hmm. and he's at, and he has a and he has thousands of supporters who agree with him
0: hmm. my heart will go on <laughs> yeah bravo anyway so um i did that with a bad throat too um, okay, so, um, th- there's that. So, uh, top officials in the U.S. election, cybersecurity are also concerned about this. There's talk that uh, Christopher Klebs is going to tell, is told, uh, associates that he's expected to be fired next. So
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, as I- mentioned earlier, but, uh, you know, it's like a lot of, I mean, how, how, let me ask you this, Aaron, like, you know, from the start of the 2016 election all the way up until this, how many people that, you know, Trump has fired that had formerly worked with him or they quit. Like how many of the original people that Trump worked with are still with him?
0: Um, no, barely any actually.
1: Exactly. Well, Mike Pence In is that- still with him. Oh, I me, mean, sure. Mike Pence is still with him, but I'm talking about like, you know, we're talking about like a majority of the people that he br- first brought into the white house. And, you know, we're talking about currently it's like a lot of them have either been fired or they quit or some of them are dead.
0: It's amazing, like you know, the, at one point they were the best people for the job, and then all of a sudden they got fired. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean that just that just go, I mean I have never heard this on any presidential term ever. Well, in which like mm-hmm. you know four years would go by, and you know there'll be like maybe one or two, but like most of them, that is unbelievable.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I'm just interested to see what Biden's going to do with his uh, with his cabinet and what, what he's going to do with his people around him. I don't right. know. So it's still too early to tell. Still as early as tell at this point, but. Uh, um, we also have news that uh, this is something that's coming out of the Daily Record out of Scotland. Uh, Nicholas Sturgeon is going to probe Donald Trump's finances in Scotland.
1: On, yeah. yeah, and we know that he goes to Scotland a lot to play golf.
0: Well, he owns a golf course there. Well, there you go. So... Um, there's going to be talk over that because, um, I mean, this is the thing with Donald Trump's going to contend with once he leaves the White House. Like, everyone's going to be baying for blood and, uh, you know, say, you know, but there's going to be all sorts of questions over his, uh, his taxes, his uh, financial irregularities. Uh, I'm sure Trump University's probably going to come, come up again. Uh, no doubt there's going to be now his golf course is now being uh, probed in Scotland. I mean, like, uh, there's going to be, as well as well, we don't even know all the people that he owes money to still
1: i mean yeah exactly i mean you know we only got like bits and pieces of his tax records but not enough to say okay he owes this amount of money to this person and blah 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 blah. so it's we don't know
0: and that's a concerning thing for like uh you know well he's been president for four years and uh we don't know whose interest he's been acting in this entire time that is that's a scary prospect you know Mm -hmm. like in that so um, so, yeah, there's that bit of news, and, uh, also, uh, let- let's get into this bit as well, um, so the Million Maga March, which ended up turning into be, like, you know, probably like a couple of thousand, really, it was a, it was a thousand Maga March. When, you're, when you really think about it. Yeah, so, much. Um, yeah, and it had the usual suspects. It had uh, crazy right wing media. It had uh, a crazy guy with a, a, a Donald Trump wig basically saying that George Floyd deserved to die and things like that. It basically had a guy, it had the Proud Boys as well who started violent clashes in the streets and they had some guys stabbing around some people as well. So, it basically had all the entrappings of a bunch of deplorables. To say that yep. that. And, and it's so sad that we can't call them that. You know, like, it's like, no, oh, oh, no, you can't call them deplorables. That's uh, affecting unity and stuff like that. Like, you know, if we can't even start, if we can't call a guy walking around with a knife stabbing people a deplorable, like, I can think of harsher words to call that guy, to be quite honest with you. And we can't even call, you know, someone who punches uh, people around in the street we can't call him a deplorable and apparently anyone who's uh you know um being racist and being uh horrible to uh you know coming in from another part of the uh country and basically messing up where they live we can't call them deplorables what 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 do i would say they're stronger words to call them quite frankly and uh pretty much so um i I hate this idea that we're not allowed to kind of like call a spade a spade here to be quite honest with you so, and yeah, sure, there were people there that were peacefully there, you know, protesting the fact that, uh, you know, they've uh, they've lost the election, and uh, they think that the election would bind you. They can't really say that they can protest about the election was fraudulent, because that's based on a lie. So, I mean, like, uh, that... But, but it's a lie a that st- they believe in. Well, I mean, we're having an interesting conversation about this, about the MAGA support in itself. Is it fair to call it a cult? I don't know. Um... Well, the ones who basically just defy reality and decide that they're going to go on their own narrative, regardless of whether it's true or not, I think those people who are basically indoctrinated in the MAGA philosophy... And so you know, submit themselves to completely deny their eyes and their ears and the the world around them, and decide to believe in this narrative that uh, you know a bunch of left wingers are going to come around to their you know their house, even though they probably live hundreds of miles away, to come get them for what reason? I have no idea. And that apparently there's some mysterious pedophile cult that exists within the Democratic Party, and they basically subscribe to this this other world which uh, none of us would dare tread. Because we know it's just complete and utter wackiness. You know, I think somewhere down the line, I think you also have to say that these people are basically part of a cult.
1: All right. So basically, from what you were saying, and, you know, we were talking about this earlier, about how there were 20 arrests, uh, according to the Forbes uh, article that we just read. So, you know, compare this to the Black Lives Matter uh, protests that have been happening, where you have police officers who are throwing gas bombs and arresting people and tear gas and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we've had arrests going left and right. People from Portland, you know, they're being taken from the streets and are taken into like cars and vans and they're disappearing and all that kind of stuff. Compare that to the Million MAGA March in which, you know, there were barely any police around and there were barely any... um, they, They were
0: around. They just didn't do anything.
1: Exactly. They didn't do anything compared to like a peaceful protest like Black Lives Matter, which there's a reason why people are saying, hey, we want to have equality. We're sick and tired of the police, you know, beating us up and killing us, even though we didn't do anything.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, it's uh, th- th- that's going to be a story in itself. Why is it that the police uh, happily allowed uh, the Proud Boys to go around and uh, create chaos, but uh, you know, they uh, Black Lives Matter do a p- perfectly peaceful protest, and all of a sudden they're the ones who get uh, violently assaulted? I think the, that,
1: this, that this is this is so ass backwards. Uh, it even... should
0: be subject yeah. to an inquiry. It really should. This is
1: something that this is something that you would be reading in history books, and future generations will be like, "What the hell happened to you?"
0: It probably will, you know. Like uh, I think uh, you know, Black Lives Matter is going to be. It, it has happened, and uh, I think future generations will learn about it, about everything that's going on right now. And so, um, what I needs to happen now is there needs to be a political gumption, I think, for. Um, there to be, you know, questions being asked about why is it that uh, police officers are happily allowing uh, some chaos to reign, but others no, not? And I, I like to think we already know the answers to that pretty much already. But uh, I mean, here's the thing about this: I would like to see the uh, i like to see politicians, and I'd like to see um, the country come to that conclusion before we do. You know? I
1: don't think it's going to happen, Aaron.
0: Uh, well, who knows? I mean, like, uh, w- like let's uh, you know. Um, I would say that I wouldn't be too hopeful if um, you know. But now that we've got people like AOC, now they have got people like the Squad, and now that we seem to have this uh, resurgence of uh, the left wing side of the Democrat Party, let's see. Uh, let's see how they react to uh, what's well just I Well,
1: I hope that they. I hope they react to it quick, and they react to it in the correct way.
0: Well, let's see. And uh, I, I like to k- keep an eye on these things and to see how they all play out. But anyway, um, so um, there was this one moment uh, that uh, you brought to my attention where Trump fans were playing the song Killing in the Name of from Rage Against the Machine. Not oh real- my God. Not realizing. What,
1: what were they thinking? Did they not know what the context of the song was? Even the person behind Rage Against the Machine. Of course uh, not. Even the singer of Rage Against the Machine was like... Are you serious? I mean, do you guys even know what it's about? The song is a protest song ba- on babe, racism. Do you
0: know? Do you know what other songs that MAGA fans have been dancing to this entire time? I know what, YMCa. The, the, the YMCa, born in the USA. Uh, they've also been playing Pink Floyd's "Comfortably Numb" and "The Wall" and things like that. Like they, oh they just do not understand music. They just don't, and they basically just play whatever they think sounds sounds nice. You know,
1: I mean, you know, I I get it that, you know, that uh, people will be like, oh, yeah, like, uh, you know, follow the badge and, you know, do what we say and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, you know, that's what you know, that's a that's a a good song to play for the police and all that kind of stuff. Blue lives matter. But then you're like, no, if you listen more into the song, it's about like how people are being forceful to follow in the police, even though that they're doing some wrong things. That's what the song is about. Yeah, but people uh, just don't seem to
0: get it, mind you. When I uh, when I look at all the uh, Twitter, twins for tre- Twitter trends for Twitter trends for for Trump-related uh, things, uh, I seem to see a lot of K-pop as well. So uh, this. They
1: seem... okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, you no, know, baby, I'm I'm just you know. Have you not heard about that? Like uh, the K-pop stands?
1: i mean i know about that i mean they were partially responsible for why one of the rallies didn't go so well i know in the that first was ma- uh,
0: that's the joke i was making i was basically saying the pennies finally dropped everybody patricia finally got it but uh you know it's um in regards to like yeah they, again they don't they don't un- they seem to not to understand culture at all like uh, they just seem to be so abstract from it from that and maybe that's another thing that goes to a saying that maga is probably a cult like, you know, like, uh, they'd be kind of, like, being brought up to understand this different thing. Like, you know, the Westboro Baptist Church used to, like, butcher songs and uh, used to, oh, like... Oh, God, uh, you know,
1: I, I hate them so much. It's an insult for a Christian like myself for seeing Westboro Baptists holding up signs saying God hates fags and, you know, all that kind of stuff. That is an insult.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, but again, you could, you could slowly start to make comparisons between them and some of the people in the MAGA crowd. You, re- you really can, you know? So... Um, okay, so moving on to the final thing in our election coverage, which I think uh, we do not know how long it's going to be going on for, but we'll just keep going with it anyway. Uh, Biden is uh, saying that uh, his advisors are suggesting to him that a U.S. lockdown between four and six weeks could control the pandemic and revive the economy.
1: Now, if this was when the pandemic was starting, yes. But I think we're just so deep into the pandemic that I think it's too late.
0: Well, it's not too late. I mean, if uh, we get to the point where we can get proper social distancing in place and uh, we just, uh, you know, if it uh, is thing like a four to six week lockdown, I think America can take, you know, like uh, it's uh, I mean, with the
1: holidays coming up with people wanting to say, oh, I want to visit my friends for Thanksgiving or Christmas or New well, Year's uh,
0: Eve. It's not going to be this year. I think it's, they're not going to implement this until probably maybe maybe February or maybe maybe February the latest, I probably would imagine.
1: Okay, fair enough. But still, it's like, you know, I mean, people feel so constricted. And, you know, they say, oh, you know, I don't want to, you know, having to stay at home. I, I don't have to be forced to wear a mask. It's like, do you know how privileged you are? There are countries out there that are not only having to deal with a pandemic and forced to wear masks, but have also lost their homes due to flooding, due to wars, due to bombs. I mean, look what's going on in the Philippines right now. They lost their like most of their country and their islands are flooded. I mean, look at Syria, where, you know, they had massive buildings being demolished by bombs. So it's like if you cannot take the fact that you have to stay at home where you're most likely, you know, living in a nice environment with, um, you know, you have your TV and you have your Internet and all that kind of stuff. If you cannot manage to stay four to six weeks with social distancing and having to wear your mask and, you know, being able to connect with your friends online, it's like, I'm sorry, you have serious problems.
0: Uh, Patricia, my freedoms.
1: You know what? I'm sorry. It's like, there are people out there that wish that, that freedom, they had the Patricia. same... I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to say anymore.
0: Freedoms! <laughs> look,
1: look I, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm missing it too, okay? I miss going out and seeing friends. I miss having to go to other people's places and hang out with them and do homework or, you know, go and see a movie theater or go out to a restaurant or something. I miss that too. I miss being with my friends. I do. But I know that doing what i'm doing which is wearing my mask and doing my social distancing and all that kind of stuff i know that this is what we have to do and we have to live with it and if we have to be in severe lockdown of four to six weeks for it to be more stable then so be it other countries have done it since the beginning
0: yeah i, I can imagine like uh, now like uh, when when they're all in lockdown like uh you know the 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 some of the some of the MAGA supporters to kind of like uh, go for like their own strange evolution and, like, uh, they kind of, like, uh, once the lockdown is over, they're basically, like, have taken, like, the form of a cat with, like, a MAGA hat on and, like, a beard. And all can just blow it down. Oh, God. Like, like, freedom! Like, is like, it, like, meowing?
1: Did you see the guy with the T-shirt that, you know, said, uh, barbecue, beers, and freedom?
0: Oh, yeah, I saw that guy. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's he looks crazy. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, there's also another thing that... Um, yeah, w- I you to- this, uh,
0: so, do you mind if I actually talk about that quickly in a moment? Uh, did you see the thing I tweeted about the guy who like said that oh George Floyd like deserved it or something like that? I tweeted. Oh God, yes. Yeah, like that, and yeah, like this crazy wig on of like uh, with like a maga hat on like on top of it, which I was kind of like, dude, what the fuck? You know, this is the what? thing about this. Can can we just stop interviewing the stupid people? Like the the crazy look. If you see a guy and he looks absolutely like he's off his rocker, you know. Stop stop. Stop sticking a microphone in front of him and, uh, you know, putting it on the internet. There's another of those people already, okay, that we all laugh at. You know, do, do we really need more of these people?
1: I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess, you know, maybe, you know, other countries are like watching what's going on in the U.S. And it's like, oh, you know, all these people who are supporting for Trump. It's like, I'm sure it's, you know, I'm sure that, you know, all the stuff that they talk about online is not true. And then they see, you know, all these people and they're like carrying around guns and they're wearing MAGA hats and they're wearing, you know, Donald Trump wigs. And it's like, no, this stuff is real. And they're like, oh, my God, what's going on with you, America?
0: Mm-hmm. So it um, looks like when Biden gets inaugurated, he's looking like his COVID advisors are going to advise him basically to, to lock down. Which is something they probably should have looked at to do nationally, you know, probably once this thing started getting really out of control.
1: They should have done it in the first place. If they would, if they would have done it since the very beginning, we would be singing a completely different tune. Well, so if, actually-
0: here's the thing about this: like, if they locked down when they started seeing cases in, like, in the United States of America, like maybe on the East Coast, when this apparently where this thing originated, you know, like uh, they could have, like, had, uh, you know, a, a, they could have locally controlled it. They would have, like, uh, locked that type of area down. They would have tested and traced every done a track tracking trace and tested everybody for like the virus. And then they were once they had a good idea of who's got it and who's not. Then obviously, then they probably start slowly start to reopen stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, but we didn't we didn't do that. I know, and, then, and
0: so that's uh, you know again like uh, I don't want to like repeat myself again, but so uh, you know you, you heard me what what my thoughts uh, at the very beginning of this so But anyway, um, we have made it through the election part of our broadcast. So uh, we're going to continue um, looking at this as uh, we go all the I think all the way up to we're uh, probably inauguration I think at this point because it pretty much seems to be an, an episodic thing going up to this at the minute. So yeah. Sorry, I had a cough again, but um, yeah. So let's move into uh, our things. First of all, before we move into all the other news, we have the sad news to report that Ken Spears, uh, who is the creator of Scooby Doo, has sadly died at the age of thirty two at the age of eighty two.
1: Wow, thirty two! That was really young. Yeah, he must the... have created Scooby Doo when he was like negative five. Yeah, exa-
0: yeah exactly. So <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, let, uh, so yeah, Ken Spears. Just to clarify, has died at the age of eighty two years old.
1: So. Yes. And, and Joe Ruby uh, passed away a few months ago. So that means that, um, uh, you know, all the people who had been a part of Scooby-Doo with like the creation process, like Iwa Takamoto and Joe Ruby, Ken Spears, Joseph Hanna, um, you know, Joseph Barbera and Bill Hanna, they're all dead now. Like, you know, very few people who have worked on the original Scooby-Doo in 1969 are alive
0: so basically the people who created the uh show about uh kids going on this you know chasing after ghosts are now actually ghosts now yeah,
1: yeah not yeah exactly now they're dead i mean you know we have like frank welker who's you know been the voice of fred since 1969 and then you know i think uh various other people but for the most part yeah the crucial people behind the show are you know they're, they're gone and not to mention that you know um you know he ken spears was the second half the first half of um you know, uh, Ruby Spears, uh, the animation company that happened after they left Hanna Barbera, and they did you know various cartoons like uh, the Mega Man cartoon and various others. So, yeah, um, it's very s- sad to hear that you know um, you know he's gone.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know we were talking before about uh, you know what um, um, you know what, what Scooby Doo is going to do next and everything like that, and so. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I think Scooby Doo is going to still be around for a very long time, even after they've gone. So I think, uh, you know, they, they are, you know, Scooby still is a popular franchise. It's, uh, you know, touched many generations for a, a very long time, and so uh, they've left a, la- a, la- a long legacy. I think for them to uh, keep being keep remembered by.
1: Yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'm still disappointed with how Scoob turned out, and I did see the movie, and I haven't seen Hop- Happy Halloween Scooby-Doo yet, Uh so I'll definitely have to check it out to see how well that turned out. I mean, it has Bill Nye the Science Guy and Elvira Mistress of the Dark. I mean, how bad should it be? And the person who wrote it was Maxwell Adams, the guy who created Billy and Mandy. That sounds perfect.
0: Uh, yeah, like, uh, I, I like that combination, so let's see how it all plays out. So, cool. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so uh, Resident Breeze, Ken Spears, and uh, we've uh, truly admire your work, and uh, we will miss you. Yes, indeed. Okay, uh, moving on. Um, a trailer has come out for the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reboot.
1: Yes, it has, and um, yeah, I mean, we, we've been knowing about this for quite a while. We knew that Will Smith was going to be coming back, and some of the cast members who were in the original Fresh Prince was going to be a part of it. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, we we kind of knew about it for known about it for quite a while.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, I've not had a chance to actually probably check it out yet, so I mean, uh, what's your for, for, what's your take to, to begin with?
1: I mean, it's... I mean, I, I don't know, I mean, this I, I guess it, it looks pretty good, I mean, I... I but, uh, you know, it's like, you know, what more can Will Smith do as, you know, this character? I mean, we, we already... I mean, it, the, the series ended on a pretty decent note, I mean, it lasted for over, what, like five, six seasons or something? Or something like that but it lasted for quite a while and it left a huge impact when it came out in the 90s and i know that um you know will smith actually wrote a book uh you know uh, regarding about the princess of bel-air uh, that's a children's book um and uh, yeah it's nice to see the old cast back together i don't know what the series is going to be about but it, it's a nice little reunion for sure i mean i don't know how long that the series is going to last though
0: Yeah. So, um, I mean, at the minute, like, it's just, it looks like it's just going to basically be a a reunion at the moment. So, um, yeah, that's
1: pretty much what it is. It's just a reunion with the old cast. I mean, you know, obviously, James Avery's not there because he passed away a few years ago. But, Mm. you know, you have the usual people there, like, uh, you know, they have Alfonso and um, the, you know, you have uh, the guy who played as the butler and the guy who played as Will's aunt and, you know, various other people. So, you know, you have the usual uh, contenders.
0: Mm hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to uh, hear about what, uh, you know, was going on behind the scenes at that show, and uh, you know, mind you, we've all, we've already kind of heard, um, like, bits and pieces about stuff that's uh, basically already happened, like, uh, you know, like... Yeah, uh, but, there
1: was already, but there was already a, a reunion of Fresh Prince Air that just happened a few months ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I think HBO Max, I think obviously are going to take it to the max, so I think uh, there's, there's <laughs> something sort of all here. I probably imagine, yeah. <laughs> sure, so, uh, sure. They, they, they wouldn't have put this together and spent money on it, I think, if they knew that uh, there was going to be some that uh, they need to get out of it so uh,
1: you know what if um if uh, netflix has a fuller house and if um disney plus has girl meets world then hbo max has fresh Prince of
0: bel-air exactly so okay so we'll look forward to seeing what they bring to the table so uh, yeah we'll...
1: i'm actually curious to see what happens
0: mm-hmm. uh, more exciting news a dog wing duck has been announced for disney plus
1: I mean it's long overdue let's be honest ever since that Darkwing Duck featured in that episode of DuckTales the newer version everybody's been saying like oh man wouldn't it be so cool to see Darkwing Duck back and it's very appropriate because superheroes are super popular and the appearances of Darkwing Duck that he was in during the uh, DuckTales run including that one hour special I mean it was inevitable that it was going to happen
0: yeah and uh, I really like the idea that uh, you know they're going to have these whole new adventures and uh, uh, and also it's um, in an era where superhero, uh, you know, movies are no uh, stranger to us at this point. So I mean, like, uh, I mean, could they do, do lots of parodies of like people within the sure. within within that show? I think uh, that'd be something that'd be really cool to see.
1: I mean, that, that that's kind of like what it was. It's like Darkwing Duck was kind of like, you know, what if we took Batman and make it, uh, you know, like a nice balance of being silly yet being um, kind of dark and serious? So let's just take like, you know, Batman the animated series, make it a little lighter, feature ducks it into the DuckTales universe and um you know just have all of these like colorful characters and you know what I mean, i'm looking forward to this because i, I like the original when i was a kid and um you know seeing you know jim cummings uh portraying a darkwing duck again really put a smile on my face
0: yeah so, I, 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 I love I mean, the idea that it's gonna be this um you know the uh, i hope that mind you there's part of me that believes that i think if they did the original darkwing duck show again uh, I'm not too sure how well that would go down. I think uh, somewhere down the line, I think they're going to have to kind of bring it in line with the, you know, DuckTales and like, you know, some of the more modern variations. I think. That I mean, I the would shows.
1: be I would be happy to, hear, to see that because the, the new DuckTales, I mean, from the episodes that I've seen have been really good. I mean, some people are saying that DuckTales is even better than the original.
0: Yeah, yeah like, uh, well, DuckTales has a lot going for it, you know, and says, so, you know, it had a really kick ass, uh, you know, beginning Beginning episode, and uh, since then they just of like going on a roll with it, like with all the stories. Exactly, like they
1: they did major tweaks to the original, uh, to the the reboot that was kind of like problematic in the original, like. You know, they actually differentiated the looks and the personalities of Huey, Dewey, and Louie. They they made Webigale into a much more stronger character as opposed to just being the girl. Uh, they tweaked up the villains. Uh, they have, um, you know, varied storylines. They brought Donald more into the limelight. They showed Huey, Dewey, and Louie's mother. So, yeah, the show has a lot going for it that a lot of people really, really liked. And that's why the show has become as popular as it is. And, you know, we we, we it's even the bridge of the new cinematic universe. So you know, we as mentioned a few months ago, they actually did feature Goofy on Goof Troop, and you know they played it off like if it was a '90s sitcom, and then there was Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and then Darkwing Duck. So if Ducktales is going to be the start of this new cinematic universe, and if all of these shows are going to be coming back remade, then it's going to be a good time for you know Disney fans.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, uh, so um, I don't know why. I mean, why why we do Disney keep doing this to themselves? i really i really don't understand because it
1: makes because it makes them money unfortunately
0: Eric. it does but uh, no one likes them like at least from, uh, i, I can know say no, anyway. here's the
1: thing i know nobody likes them but it makes them billions of dollars yeah, and we, that's why they're right. doing it
0: i have no idea but uh uh john john m chu will be directing the live action lilo and stitch
1: Why? Nobody wants this. Lilo and Stitch is already a great movie as it is, and it had a pretty decent animated series, and I haven't seen the sequels, but I, I, I mean, I love Lilo and Stitch. My sister loves Lilo and Stitch. She has a Stitch... Um, plush doll, when we went to Disney World, I got her a stitch pin because she loves that movie so much and the Mm. character. So it's like nobody wants to see this. I mean, I'm sure that you know, the I'm sure that you know, Hawaii, the way they shoot, is going to be beautiful, and I'm sure that they'll cast Hawaiian actors and they'll give them opportunities for movies and stuff like that. But I don't know, it's just like I don't want this, and nobody wants
0: this. Do Do you know what I'm worried might have inspired this? What Sonic the Hedgehog.
1: Oh, well, I mean, if that's the case, then there will be a lot more video game movies with anthropomorphic characters, well, right? No, 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 you
0: well, know, here's, here's what I mean by that. Sorry, I don't know if I explained that. I should explain this before. I keep, like, saying these things. But, uh, so, um, what they're going to probably do is, I think, they'll obviously make, they'll obviously have, like, a bunch of human characters, you know, obviously. And then, obviously, they, they would have, like, uh, they're going to have Stitch. And my biggest worry is that he's basically going to be the Sonic the Hedgehog of that movie,
1: Oh, no. You're trying to say that he'll just be a side character and then the movie will be focusing more on the humans?
0: uh, Cue the gangster's paradise theme.
1: Oh, no. Please, no, because the reason why it's called Lilo and Stitch is because... I mean, we focus in outer space and we have Stitch, who is an experiment and you have Jumba and Pleakley and they're trying to capture him because he's out of control and all that kind of stuff. And then the relationship between Lilo and Stitch is it's like akin to something that you would see in like, a, you know, an E.T. or in any of those kind of movies in which like, you know, the, the person befriends the alien. And, you know, it's supposed to be a nice little movie about a girl who's weird and kind of quirky. And, you know, she goes through the struggles of, you know, ha- losing her parents and her sisters raising her and she's having struggles as well. So I just hope that they're not going to soften the movie and just make it mostly on, like, oh, you know... I think um, they will. I think they will basically oh go,
0: they'll basically go... They'll probably go with the stereotypical teenager who's, like, you know, uh, going through growing pains in school, and here comes this alien to going to mess everything up, you know, like, uh, it's just... No. Yeah.
1: No. No. Hmm. Look, Disney, I, I, I know you're not going to be listening to me on this, but... If you want to make these live action movies, then do it based off of movies that didn't work the first time. Like people are dying to see an Atlantis movie or a treasure planet movie, or how about the black cauldron? You know, take these movies that failed the first time, make it live action, make it a spectacular demonstration on what you can do with these effects as well as good stories and good characters and people will love you. Don't turn movies that were good the first time and just do it live action. What's the point?
0: Is that they have a track record being good, so of course they're going to remake them. Oh God! You know, it's like you know, Lilo and Stitch was a massive leap away from their normal like schedule of like you know uh, because I think it came off like you know the, the Renaissance era. Pretty much. uh, Yeah. yeah. I mean, it
1: came out around the early two thousands. It came out when they, you know, Disney was kind of struggling, you know, Atlantis was a box office failure. Treasure planet was a box office failure. Emperor's new groove was a box office failure. Lilo and stitch out of all the movies that came out in the two thousands was the biggest hit. Everything else that came out afterwards, which was, um, you know, there was um, Home on the Range, which was the last 2D animated Disney movie that was pretty much banged by the critics because they hated it so much. And then we had Chicken Little, the first... um, CGI movie that was not done by Pixar and people hated it. Then there was Bolt which, you know, nobody really remembers that movie and then Princess and the Frog which pretty much just kickstarted the second Disney Renaissance or the, the revival era as Disney fans like to call it. So, yeah, out of all the movies that came out in the 2000s, Lilo and Stitch is the one that a lot of people remember and it's the one that became, that it was the most successful out of all of them. It wasn't a box office flop, it was a major hit. It had the animated series, it had two sequels, it has merchandise, it has notoriety, that's why they're doing this movie, as opposed to any of the movies that came out in the year 2000.
0: And Disney's gonna ruin it. Yep. Yeah, like well, they do with everything, pretty much, at this nowadays. So. You know, I'd rather see a I'd rather see a live action Darkwing Duck movie to be honest with you, rather than see a live action Lilo and Stitch
1: you know what i i much prefer to see a gargoyles movie huh come on disney you're sitting on this gold mine people want to see more gargoyles mm-hmm. or um you know let's see um uh, what other movies you that you could probably do I, I don't know maybe you can do um how about uh an animated series based off of uh, sleeping beauty focus on the fairies you know the one thing that people still remember from the movie other than maleficent you know, we want to see a, a series with flora, fauna, and Meriwether. Or um, how about if we see, um, you know, maybe an animated series based off of, um, you know, a whole bunch of things? I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do.
0: Well, yeah, all that's but... been pretty popular. I mean, do a movie on that.
1: Sure, why not? I mean, you know, if you let's have all these Disney characters come together. Let's have the Kingdom Hearts movie. I mean, yeah. people would love that.
0: Well, you know, like uh, I mean, obviously, I know uh, people didn't really like um, you know um, uh, uh, what should we call it the uh, Wreck-It Ralph two movie all that much, and uh, so, but uh, you know, like uh, everyone seems to really like the Disney princess part of it. So, I mean, do a you know just just uh, do no just do one Disney princess, do all of them. I like, do a do a Disney princess movie.
1: Sure. Do one on Sophia the First. Do one on Elena of Alvador. Uh, you know those Disney Junior, um, you know series. No, no mean, I mean do, people-
0: do them. Do them all together. Have have all of them in one movie.
1: Yes, let's do that. Let's have all the princesses come together, even the obscure ones. Put in the princess from um, the, the the Black Cauldron. Put in Maid Marian. Put in, um, you know, all of these princesses that, you know, from, from the movies or the shows that you don't really remember. You know, put in Sophia the First and Elena. All of these princesses. Have them together. That would be so awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. And finally, some good news once again. on the Nintendo Switch uh, is now the best-selling US console with a, with a, for twenty three months straight.
1: Yeah, I mean, people uh, love the Nintendo Switch. They love the portability. They love the lineup. They um, love the fact that a lot of classic games are being released on it, and the fact that you know the Xbox uh, Series X, the and giant the PS Five mini- had just come out recently. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, pretty much the Switch has had almost, like, no competition in terms of, like, you know, what can it do? I mean, it can do anything. It's a great portable game. You can have multiple people play on it. Um, you know, there's like super smash brothers and Zelda and Mario and, um, all these games. So yeah, I mean, people love the switch and I'm, I mean, everybody that I know has a switch in school and they have smash brothers tournaments. I have a
0: switch. So like, it's, um, I mean, it's, it's it's right there in front of me at the moment, but, uh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, uh, by the way, I'm still yet to be Ganon on breath of the wild and, uh, Mm. I've only just started completing Splatoon and I've not downloaded the, uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, the expansion back for it yet. So I mean, I've got a lot of catching right, up to right. do in regards to. Uh, I just play Mario Kart all the time. It's just it's so addictive.
1: So. Oh, that's nice. I'm, I'm glad that you're having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think that um, the, the fact that the Switch has become super popular, it's like it's not it's no surprise. I mean, the fact that, you know, we've been stuck in this pandemic and people have to stay home, it's like, hey, you know, I can be able to, you know, play play all the games that I need to catch up with. I mean, I can play, you know, 60 hours of Breath of the Wild. I can play Doom Eternal. I can, you know, make my own world with Animal Crossing. Uh, and I can, you know, finish up with Mario Odyssey and collect all the, um, the purple moons and you know all that kind of stuff so yeah i mean the switch has become nintendo's most successful console since like when was the last time that nintendo was like i mean it's the wii you know i guess we could say that mm,
0: well or the wii been, like, was the wii was very dominating at the time yeah so, so exactly yeah so um we're coming towards our hour, so i think uh, that kind of wraps everything up so uh, patricia uh thank you very much for being on the show to oh, the having me. And so everybody um stay tuned with what's going on because uh, quite frankly um I know things are a bit of a mystery at the minute with everything that's going on in the US and everything that's going on around the world right now and uh, especially with the uh, news about this vaccine especially news about uh, you know um, other lockdowns by the way actually there's some breaking news has just come in whilst we've been recording. Uh, Do- uh, Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, has been advised to uh, t- to quarantine himself because he's come into contact with someone with COVID-19.
1: Oh, great.
0: So, with that news, I think uh, you can probably guess uh, maybe what we might end up talking about next week or what we may not end up being talking about next week because uh, this news cycle goes pretty quickly, everybody. So, anyway, but until then, take care, have a good week, and we will see you next week. Take care. and Bye for now.
1: See you later, everyone.